This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Welcome back to Liquid Lunch here on ThatChannel.com. My name is Hildegard Gmeiner. And next we are going to speak about what it takes to be uniquely who we came on this planet to be. And to discuss this process with me, I have Regina Neal here. How can we be the best that we were meant and designed to be, Regina? Thank you so much for being here and sharing your own journey. How did it come about that you came up with this idea? Uniquely is the name of your company. Thank you for having me. Um, how I came up with the name was because I wanted to focus on the you. Like, not me, but the, the you in all of us. Because most of us get lost into all the things that we have to do each day. And the people we're around and we want to be accepted by people. And we get lost to who we are. We don't realize that we were born unique to be ourselves, to, to stand out, not to hide away from everybody else, but to, but to stand out and to, to take our talents and, and abilities and to share them with the world. Because so many times that we get lost in that, right? Because growing up, you know, gonna be like your sister, be like your brother, you know, and we're compared to our siblings. Then we get in school and we're compared to the other kids in school. This one's smarter than you or whatever. And, and through all of those comparisons, we get lost. So well, we, yeah, I mean, how can you be uniquely who you are mm. when everybody else tells you what to do, how to be, how to dress? <laughs> There's every day a new fashion magazine that tells you what color is in and what to do with your hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it's very difficult. Yes, and those magazines are not even truthful because there's a lot of airbrushing and that that's going on too, so that's not even truth that we're seeing. So we're trying to live up to an image that's really not even there. Right? So to be unique is to, to find out who you are. And sometimes that takes a lot of discovery. Like my journey was for years and years and years. I got married at 17 after being a high school dropout. And so that kind of had a stigma on me. I, I, I lived with that stigma then. So lost in that. Then after six years of marriage, I was a single mom. So now I have another stigma. The marriage failed. I'm a failure. And so, so when I was first introduced to um, a book by Zig Ziglar called See You at the Top, and when reading that, I, I started then comparing myself to what he was saying. And I was like, is it true? Right? So it challenged me to, to question the things that I believe to be true. And, and found out that even it was, maybe it was true at one time, but it's no longer true. And some of the things that I believed to be true was not true at all. It was just um, something I thought of. Like, I, I was shy growing up, and when I was in grade uh, 7, I you know, went moved to a new school, and my, my confidence took a beating there. 
So, again, I'm trying to compete, trying to, to live up to everybody else's expectation of me. But it wasn't until I was an adult, and I was a single mom, trying to find my way to, for my children in that, and learning who am I? Like, what do I want out of life? Well, this is really an interesting question because who are we? What makes us tick? Which university, high school, private school, can you actually go to to find that out? Yeah, exactly. Right? Can't, right. Can't find we that out. We know about the, uh, all the technology, the cars, our iPads, the phone. People are actually trained in school how to use these devices, but it always bothers me to figure out nobody actually taught me who I am. I have a right to want something and how to communicate my needs mm -hmm. and to have people actually respect me just for being me. Exactly. exactly. Like, I find your kind of inquiry yeah. very close to home here. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it is hard to find out who you are because, like I said, you so much is... is put on you throughout the years and and even when you had ideas like I wanted to be a teacher when I was growing up I didn't get any encouragement to be a teacher and then in high school when I was having trouble adapting and my grades weren't so high I was like well I know I don't feel smart enough to be a teacher now so mm -hmm. I want to get out of school as fast as possible and the next plan was to get married <laughs> so. well where do all these beliefs come from yeah. really yeah. and we take them then yeah. for truth yeah. Well, of course, when you're very tiny, you know, you're just a toddler and that, you're, you're watching, you're observing, you're looking at anything around you and you're f seeing and then drawing conclusions based on what you see. Like if you see your family who's affectionate and then they touch you and they hug you, so you, you have that uh, image and those beliefs, but then you see people who don't, then you have another belief of that. So, so everything, you start with everything you see, it's just all dumped into your mind, all the things you see. Right? And then as we get the, grow a little older, then it's like, okay, this is the way it should be, this, or this is not the way it should be. And again, it's questioning what you believe. And, and my journey took a long time because it's like, well, is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Like, I remember in grade seven it being experienced with uh, some girls who were really pretty and they were very snobby. So I formed the conclusion that beautiful women or girls are mean. So I stayed away from them. And I, I was 30 before I, I was in a, met a group of women who were at a function, and they were all nice. Right? They treated me nice. They treated everybody else with respect, and, 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 and they were nice to them. So it took that long for me to change my mind about what, what pretty women or beautiful women are. Right? So just because of the experiences that I had in grade 7. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. so, so all of our experiences throughout life gives us that um, thought as to what things should be, and we don't question it. The same thing, you know, you go to church and you hear things at church too, and you little bits and pieces, but you know, you never read the Bible and find out is that true, right? So you just take it for what it is, and and, and just because it's written, yeah, does it mean it is true right. at all? Exactly. Right? And then, and then the same way it's trans, it trans, how you receive it too, translate it as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, is it really so true? So what was the point for you then in your life where you said, enough with all of that, now it's my way or the highway? Yeah. Well, when I was first exposed to Zig Ziglar, I saw that I had hope because I was living at the time feeling pretty desperate and like stuck, had no way out, and... Uh, so I, when I was exposed to that, it's like, okay, this is what I didn't do. This is what I should have done. Oh, yeah, right. So it was like light bulbs popping off in my head. Mm -hmm. 
So that just gave me the bug to read more and to listen to cassettes and to, to learn more of what was out there, what I could be to think, to discover me and find out who I am. And with my coaching program, is I help people shorten that because for me it was a long process. <laughs> so let's talk about that because okay. we are in a world where we have one habit all yesterday already. Of course, instant, yes. You know, the magic pill. Well, we already <laughs> found out that that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> What does it look like? So if I step into your office and I'm just not feeling happy, I'm stuck, I'm frustrated, whatever, mm. where do you begin with people? Well, first, um, asking people questions to, you know, what, like, you know, tell me about you. And when you ask them about the type of you, they can list, like, 20 things wrong with them. It says, well, tell me something good about you. What do you like about you? And I was like, uh, um, you know, like, oh, Oh, is yeah. that coming most naturally as to what's wrong rather than... Oh, yeah. yeah you can tell any, anybody, you ask anybody, tell me about you, and like, they, they struggle to find something positive to say about themselves. That's very, very common. And it was common with me, too. It's like, I can list all the things wrong with me. But it's like, okay, well, what's good about you? What can you bring to the table? Um, you know, so that, that was kind of what I was thinking. And, I, and, and through my life, I talked to people because all the things I learned throughout the years, I would share with people mm -hmm. that were in situations that I was in, and they would take it and, and learn from it. So, so I was already coaching and teaching. So after being laid off from a job three times, <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to go back to work for anybody else. And I was going to create my own business because the idea had been given to me several years before. And I thought that just people out there that need what I have to offer because a lot of people are suffering from lack of confidence and the courage to step out of, out of their, into to their life and to be who they are. Mm -hmm. I didn't stop worrying about what other people think of them. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because they were here to, to make the most of their life, to add to the world, not to take away from it, not to hide away and, and pretend you're something you're not. So why do you think this actually is? Why do people feel that they have to focus out there rather than dance to their own drum, so to speak? Well, I think What's it's the just the way course? we were... I think it was the way we were raised right, by... By observing and stuff like that, and of course, our parents, meaning well, just pass on the stuff that they were taught, which was passed on from the, what their parents had, taught, had mm -hmm. learned. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but now with TV and the internet and everything, so everything is bombarding the younger generation. So, it's, I think it's getting worse and worse all the time. Right? And now I see people, young people, going around and they're looking at their their phones and their tablets. That more so instead of looking at people and carrying on a conversation or meeting a new friend or something or having a smile because I, when I travel the bus I watch people because being shy you don't carry on conversation so you sit in the back and you watch you observe and, you learn. and yes. that's how you learn a lot by oh, observing yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I could see that <laughs> and you know they say that body language is, is a large portion of communication mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so With, with that, it's like you can watch how people act and behave, and it's like, okay, like they may be acting like they've got lots of confidence and, like, you know, really strong, but they're not. They're just hiding an inferior co uh, image of themselves. And like if I put out a strong image, then people are not going to see how scared I am. So uh, is an image like a facade then? Oh, yeah, it's like wearing a mask, definitely. Because there's a thing out there, people need to brand themselves. Oh, yes, that's very So strong. what is this? More inauthenticity? Mm. Or can you brand yourself which 
uniquely. Yes, yes. And that's why my company was, I named it uniquely, spelled Y-O-U, because like I said, the focus is on you. Like, forget about the world. You know, like, it's not as, you don't want to be a part of the world, but but as far as when defining yourself, as like, who was I meant to be? What do I want? What do I like? What makes me happy? Because sometimes the things that make you happy is your path that you should be on down the road and, and, and share those responsibilities. Like, for example, I um, went to um, a workshop uh, two years ago, I think it was, a year and a half, two years ago. And it was, they were talking about writing a book. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, no, I, you know, I couldn't write a book. I was never very good at writing in, in school. So I was like, I couldn't write a book. And besides, what would I have to say? Right? Who would read my book? But, you know, taking it home and going through notes and thinking about it, and it's like, you know, I have a lot of information. I have my workshops, my workbooks that I go through my workshops. So I can turn that into a book, and I can be an author. Right? So it's like, yeah. So it was another stepping stone for me to, to step out of my comfort zone. When can we have it? What's the title of the book? It's called The Unique You. Oh, very good. <laughs> Being Your Absolute Best is what it's called. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I'm expecting to be published in June. That's the plan. Very so good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm really excited about it. Look yes. forward to having you again and chatting yes. more about it. Awesome. So now let's be going back. So there is a person has this list of what's not good enough about me. Uh-huh. How do you break through that? Well, it's finding out where the thoughts had come from right? and asking what do you believe to be true. Right? So um, as, as with me, with the thinking that all pretty women were mean. Yeah. Well, the thought came from how s- some people treated me when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I never gave a pretty woman an opportunity to be in their presence to prove me wrong, right? So then when I was proved wrong, I was like, well, you know what? Hey, that was wrong. I, I was, it was a wrong belief in me, right? So the same thing with myself. It's like, you know, uh, am I too tall? You know, am I too fat? Like, you know, am I, is my hair not the right color? And many times we criticize what we're, we're what we are physically, too, because we think, oh, you know, I wish I was thinner. You know, I wish I looked like her or whatever. But it's like, no, you are you. Accept who you are. Make the most. I mean, look your best. Make the most. That will project confidence. And just why, you know, like, ask, ask, keep asking yourself. And with my clients, I says, you know, whenever an idea comes up that you're thinking about, even when you're not with me, say, is it true? Right? Is it true for me? And maybe it was true one time, but it's not true today. Yes, so beliefs change. Yes. I might have believed that I'm ugly, mm-hmm. but right now I can entertain the notion that maybe I'm not. Right. And besides, yeah. if I am, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you know, you can work with what you have yeah. and make the most of it yes. and accept it. Because if we keep focusing on the one thing, like I used to hate my freckles when I was growing up because they were really, really bad. Like, and in the, in the springtime, they'd blossom. They'd almost touch. They'd have so many freckles. But some people didn't even notice my freckles. And some find them utterly attractive. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, well, you know what? It makes me unique. Right. It makes me who I am. It, it gives me something. So then I stopped learning to hate my freckles and accepted them for they are what they are. So hating them is not going to make them go away. Loving them 
Well, just make them more radiant. Say, this is me. So listening to you, it seems there's a lot of inner work mm -hmm. that has to happen. Yeah, well, all the inner, all the thoughts and that, that make you feel who you are all came from inner side. Like, you know, first we see it outside or we hear it from somebody, but then it, we receive it internally. And we repeat those things to ourselves on a continual basis. So you want to ch change what you're repeating to yourself. So if somebody can totally identify watching us now, what can somebody do to stop this non-productive inner dialogue mm -hmm. from going on and on and on? Yeah. How can you get well, the brakes on that yeah. one? Well, again, it's the questioning it. Is it true? And then changing what they think. Um, like some, a lot of people do negative self-talk. They say, you know, oh, I'm so stupid. Like, you know, why did I do that? Oh, I can't believe I did that. That's like, you know, change what you think. It says, I am smart. I'm intelligent. I have a brain. I can do anything. Right? I, I believe that I wasn't smart enough to go to school um, to be a teacher. But yet in 2011, after being laid off from the second job, I decided to go to college and study hard to get honors for my two-year program. And I did it, so it's like, hey, I am smart enough, mm -hmm. right? So now I have a, a diploma that says I finished school, right? But really, it didn't, make, didn't change me at all. It's just got another piece of paper on the it wall. It was just you showing to yourself that you're actually able exactly, to do yeah. whatever you want to do. Right, it means nothing to nobody else, just me. <laughs> and I could do it at my senior my mind that I, I can still do this. Right? So it's, and even being interviewed, I mean, this is something I would never do. I would never... I hate well, we it. talked earlier about, you know, I like to be in my little turtle house sometimes with my poetry and my <laughs> writing. <laughs> my neck inside, not really peeking out too much. Yes. And that's, and that's good. Sometimes we need to be alone and be away and to, to recoup and regenerate our batteries. We don't have to be out there on display all the time. But, you know, there's a time when you can't stay there all the time because then you're denying the world the best part of you. Now let's go and talk a bit of philosophy because I can tell you <laughs> after that. What is your take on how this world has turned so far with women's liberation and women's rights and all of that? I have a sense that women may be more bothered with negative self-talks than men or is this just a blunt generalization that is not true? I think with women it's more obvious um, but men hide it better but I think that they it's equally yeah, there yeah I think it's pretty strong in men too because most of the time men will get angry to get people to back off from challenging them or questioning them so they so 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 that that's their first defense mechanism is, is to get angry uh, whereas women tend to be quiet and go away okay right? so but I think that it's if it's not equal, it's, it's still pretty big in the men as well. And is lack it unique of to our time, or do you think this is something that like our parents had to struggle with as well? Or was it just uh, not an option? You are doing what you're doing yeah. because this is what society expects. Is this a new thing, I guess, is what I'm asking yeah. here? That I, people question, who am I, what am I here for, what am I doing here anyway? Yeah. Uh, I think that perhaps in the olden days there that question was there, but I think it's more prevalent today because it's there's so much bombarding at us, teach, telling us who we are, should who should be like we should be beautiful like the magazines women, right? right? 
when like as they're they're not even real they're airbrushed so right. they're not, and you, everybody knows it too yeah. that's a ridiculous part right. but ever even the women that are on there aren't living up to their who they are on on the magazine right right so and it's just everybody the, the media and like you know everybody's got something to sell they are just bombarding us with images of that we are not good enough and you most most more mag- women's magazines out there that tell us that we need to to lose that weight please him uh, you know wear this and do that and you know so many things it's just bombarding us all the time so we gotta stop and say hey you know just just like you know you don't want to watch the news a lot because there's so much negativity on the news you don't want to be looking at these magazines either for the negativity that's there because like even though it shows the beautiful women there's still a lot of negativity so then when one has the coach such as you that's a good thing so once a week or so one might have that interaction and that positive inspiring conversation with somebody how can you then keep it going let's say today is friday from friday to friday (laughs) you know to not be sucked into the negativity and the glooms and doom by the people surrounding us. Yeah. It's, it's knowing what you want and knowing what what makes you happy. Because if you don't know that, then you'll just get dragged along with everybody else's. Because if you don't know what you want in, the, in life, you're going to be living someone else's life. And so knowing that I want to help people and make them feel better about themselves, I is now taking me down the path of creating my business and doing the workshops and the, and the private coaching mm-hmm. because I can help people. So I've, it's been in my my heart for a long time. I've done it. And what really. kind of profession were you in before? Was that part of it? Like were you in the service industry or did that have nothing to do with helping people per se? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been customer service and admin support and office support, right. and those kind of positions. So, of course, with customer, customer service, I'm taking care of the customer. Right. So, so that kind of nurturing. But I was the eldest of seven, so I helped raise the last couple of children, you know, taking care of them that my mother had. And then with my own children and even helping, even in high school, like some people who are having trouble with math, I would spend the time helping with them, them with their work, Instead of doing my own, so I take my home to it at night. So it's been like a kind of a, a thing path, going yeah. on all your life. Yeah. So yeah. what I hear you say is, if you're not happy where you're at, look at what gives you joy. Yes. And it's what you do that gives you the highest joy that gives you a clue as to what you ought to do more of. Yes. And find a way to create a position for yourself in life where yeah. you can eventually get remunerated for it exactly. as well. Exactly, yes, yes. It would be awesome if you could work at something that you love to do, that if money wasn't an option, you would do it anyway. Right? So, if, you know, most people are not blessed because, you know, when you go looking for a job, you think, okay, who's hiring? You don't stop and think, well, what kind of a job do I want? Right? Okay, I want to work in this field, so go and only look for businesses that offer this position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the times that I was laid off, I was like, okay, I need an income, so let me find a job. But I should, be, should have been working in something that helps people and, you know, empowers people because that is my passion, is to making people feel better about themselves or helping them find their own identity. So this process of self-inquiry, um, obviously everybody is unique. 
But are there like certain specific steps that people will go through to get to understand a little bit more about themselves? I mean, especially we talked previously uh, with the gentleman here about trauma and things happen in life and you feel so overwhelmed, you don't even know where to begin. You're physically ill, you're emotionally not well. You're just not very productive. Yeah. Life sucks. Oh, yes, yes. So in this kind of a headspace, it's sometimes hard to find out maybe, what do I love? Yeah. What's good about life? Yeah. Yes. And if you know, like I said, if, if, if you've had some count coaching and stuff like that, then you know it in advance, then you can handle those things easier. Mm -hmm. Because I used to be a scrapper. Like, you know, my first husband and I, we, we, uh, if he she said anything I'd fight back I, I was not going to take anything <laughs> from from him and and even the second one but the third relationship I was in is like okay I have a choice I can fight back and it's going to go nowhere anyway because you know nothing ever good comes from an argument like when people are really fighting not physically but verbally which is pretty dangerous uh, so I had stopped arguing after and one time when we were were arguing it was like it was really really heated and we were dating at the time so he had left and he went out to the door and I had a frustration I just stood in the middle of my living room and I just shook myself it's like I shake off all this negativity I don't want it because I, I, I was understanding about the positive and negative energy and so I shook it all up and I was like oh it was like you know I, I shook off a ton of clothes It was, like, so refreshing. And I thought, all right. Now, if he had to come back in the door two minutes after he had walked out, he would have found a new woman. Right. <laughs> so it's fear versus self-love. Yeah. Shake the old off and get a focus on with something new. Yes, yes. Focus on what, what you want, what makes you happy, and not to the extent of excluding everybody. I'm not talking about being selfish of excluding everybody. I'm talking about just, you know, sometimes we go along and do things with our friends when really we want to be doing something else. Right. So it's knowing, it's yep. like, you know what? This don't serve me. So, you know, you go have a good time. I need to be doing this right now. So really feel within what is it at any moment that you feel you enjoy doing mm -hmm. and then you develop the trust yes. that it will lead you in a new direction. Yes. And at first the feeling is going to be scary. Oh, very scary like, because it's the unknown, right? Yeah. But as you practice it more and more, and it's like you can do it. You don't have to feel guilty because you had to say no to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can feel empowered because it's like, you know, I'm doing something that's for me. Yeah. Right? I don't have to um, be worried about, oh, is this, what's this person going to think? You know, my well, this is it. The yeah. minute the focus gets inward, it can be very empowering. Yes. It may cause some upheaval in the process of shifting from having been mm. outwardly focused to turning the gaze inward. Yes, yes. Where are you located? And is there any workshops, events coming up? We are almost out of time here. Okay. Well, I do workshops at um, Bay and Bloor. Mm -hmm. And I also work in people's homes, too. Like if it's a family that I'm working with, like maybe the mother, the father, children. Yeah. I find that very rewarding because now everyone gets to uh, be a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, but people can reach me uh, at my website. It's uh, www.uniquely.biz. And uniquely is spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y dot B-I-Z. So I can be reached there for sure. 
Great. Thank you, know. you so very much for having been with us. It's and we look forward for you to come back. Excellent. Once your it. book is out. And the title of that is The Unique You. Yes. How be. to be your absolute best. Wow. Well, yeah. that's what we are all striving for. And exactly. I'm sure that there is a lot of interest in that. Yes. Because I certainly could relate to what you were saying today. Thank so you, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. So please stay with us here on Liquid Lunch on thatchannel.com. We take a small break and then we are going to talk about karma DNA. Thank you so much. See you soon.